0: Cheery salutations from myself, Jane, and Lindy Thomas. Hi, everyone. This is Paul Bushell, psychologist, and we are Kind As Can. What I wanted to chat about
1: today is obviously with Christmas on the horizon, kids sit down with their little cute pencils and pens and write letters to Father Christmas. And gifts range from anything from Lego, hashtag, wow, that's expensive, all the way through to coloring in books and pencils, but my oldest has put on his Christmas list that he would like a cell phone. Now, wow. let me just interject and say that he catches a bus in the morning to school. So we bought him a cell phone. But this cell phone has the ability to make a call and receive a call, which he deems as totally inappropriate because
0: where the game's at. <laughs> I think it is a dilemma that more and more parents are faced by. And it's made harder by the fact that your children are starting to say things like their practical reasons for it, and on top of that, so-and-so has one, and so-and-so's parents let them have social media or access to these kinds of games. And on the already complicated million questions, million decisions I have to make a day on the parenting journey, he has a big curveball. But I think it's really important, as always that parents pause and think very carefully about introducing technology and social media in particular into their children's life. Because it's far more complicated than it seems.
1: But let's look at the example of monkey see, monkey do. So I see mom and dad on their phones. I see grandma and grandpa on their phones. I see my teacher at break on their phones. So monkey see, monkey do. I spend most of my time at this stage of my life, especially with my 10-year-old, Googling game reviews. Because on the surface, a lot of the stuff that he's requesting to play looks very cute and very innocent. But sometimes it's the music that can give me the kind of insight to, doesn't seem all that good so we move from different kind of obsessions because it's the craze it was pokemon where you went out and you searched for pokemon's in reality it was like an augmented reality thing and you'd get points so, i mean i have been known to drive around the neighborhood with no bra on at seven o'clock at night looking for a pokemon okay okay <laughs> <laughs> put that in your pipe and smoke it. Um, but he moved from Pokemon to Minecraft. And I thought, well, that was quite good because it's about building and engineering. And now the latest craze is a game which has obviously been fed from the older kids down to him, a, a game called Among Us. Again, on the le- on the kind of surface, it looks very safe. My concern comes in after reading reviews and playing the game. I mean, you know, like I don't have anything else to do in my life, like pay bills and taxes and stuff I'm playing among us is that it's a communal chat room so I'm like okay so we need to put boundaries in place yes you can get time because you're playing with your friend and we've worked through and walked this road but if someone starts chatting to you and he's like mom I've never chat to other people now I've been naive in finding solace in my child saying that he wouldn't interact with someone else on a chat group it is a minefield out there. I just want to take all technology and bury it in the bloody minefield.
0: <laughs> well, I think you're raising some really, really valid points. The first one being that if we want our children to spend less time on their phones and social media because we know excessive amounts of it is not good for them, you're 100% Jane right in saying that, well, we have to then cut back. We have to role model a better way of doing this. And I'm gonna emphasize it, too much social media and too much technology is not socially and emotionally and neurologically good for your child. So if you are expecting your child to spend less time on their device, you need to spend less time on yours. Following on from that though, you and I often talk about the fact that the tail shouldn't wag the dog. And as parents, we really need to remember that you're in charge you in charge of this relationship. You are by design meant to have more control in this relationship. So make the rules for your family and stick to those rules. So just because I'm on my phone after 8 o'clock at night doesn't mean that the same rules apply to you because you're the kid in this house. And the rules for the kids in this house is X, Y, Z. So sit down with the other adults in your house and work out a set of rules for your family, around technology. I think I love what you're saying in so far as really going out there and researching and even taking it a step further, experiencing it for yourself, how those games work or where your children are going. I sometimes liken the internet to a nightclub. You wouldn't take your 12-year-old or even your 16 year old and drop them at a nightclub with your credit card and your Uber account and say, I'll see you in the morning. Okay. Because we all know how that's going to play out. So why do we feel so comfortable to give our children our credit card details and access to an endless nightclub world full of dangerous and unknown people out there and influences. So when you start to imagine it like that, 100%. 100%. You want to go see what's happening in that club first. You want to see that parent's house where you're dropping your child off. Okay, that's what we would do in the real world. And the online world is full of far more dangers. And so, that kind of getting a real sense of it and being realistic about it is really, really important.
1: Yeah, so we put out boundaries in our family. Um, we were a no screen during the week family up until I realized that I could also use it to to drive incentive. Now, there's two schools of thought, you know. Of course, we want our children to incentivize their own growth and not not have a dangling carrot in front of them. But, for example, one of my sons really needs to put in the work with his reading. So I'm like, well, if you give me half an hour of reading, I'll give you half an hour of the phone. And it's working for us. I monitor it. They know that YouTube is an absolute no-go. I don't care if you're YouTubing kittens rolling around on the carpet with balls of yarn. If I catch a kid on YouTube, (laughs) (laughs) that phone gets taken away because what I've learned is that it's not necessarily what you're watching on YouTube because you've come to me and said, can I watch – sis versus bro, which is a sister versus a brother that do these kind of challenges. It's the adverts that play during sis versus bro. That are the things that haunt you. When I ask you to go upstairs and stop the bath, you can't go unless you take another person or a dog with you because of that advert that you saw while watching the safe program. So YouTube, if you're a parent that is allowing your child at night to play on a device and just go Free rain on YouTube or the internet, I've got to tell you, that that could lead to some really damaging and hectic behavior. And just before you carry on, Paulie, I mean, I remember you and I, I went to spend the night with Paulie and I took one of my kids and they weren't able to sleep in the bedroom with me being in the room next door because they were so fearful of an advert that they had seen on YouTube about a character by the name of Slender Man. And Slender Man is this really macabre looking man that takes children into the forest. I say no more because I don't want to know what goes on in the forest. But all I know is that my kid was deeply traumatized from that advert.
0: Yeah. Well, I think talking about uh, using devices and social media uh, and time on that as reward and consequence can be a very useful thing. Because the bottom line is kids really love spending time online. We all do. Okay, because it's designed to be fun and interactive. The algorithms are designed to speak directly to our interests and our needs. So it's just a merry-go-round of fun, and one thing feeds into the next. But on the parenting journey, I think we, we can use that as a reward and a consequence. So, in terms of consequence, I often say to parents: you want to take away something that your child both likes. Okay, it's got a sting a little bit, but also not necessarily something which is good for them. Q, social media. Okay, so when as a consequence, if you do X, Y and Z, I am going to take away your your privilege of using that device for X, Y, Z amount of time. So you and the other adults in your house with your kids, you sit down and you work out your chart according to that and you use it as a consequence to bad choices in your home. The converse of that is, of course, you can use it as a reward as well. This is something fun for you to do. It's a happy thing to, for you to do. So if you finish all your homework tasks, okay, I will give you that half an hour that you are due this evening. And that doesn't have to be on top of a given. So it's not like, okay, I had my usual two hours and now I'm getting a bonus half an hour. Don't use that language, okay? There is no social media in the week. Okay, unless you complete your chores and your homework and then I give you half an hour and that's a great incentive to to have. And and the amount that you're giving them as the as the reward is not excessive or dangerous.
1: I mean, there was recently a kid that didn't play according to the family rules and their phone was locked in the safe for a week. And it's stung. Let me tell you something. It re- having a whole weekend when, you're, when your brother and sister are enjoying their phone and you can't have it, that stings. What's also quite worrying for me, though, and it's not all three of the kids. It's, again, one in particular, that when it comes to saying, okay, 15 minutes, 10, 5, because I realize that if you just go in and say, okay, phone's down, it's like ripping a blimmin' Band-Aid off give the time, fifteen ten five, and then on 5, and then it's like, okay, it's phone time done. I can't explain it. It's almost like the way I'd imagine a heroin addict being told they're not going to have a heroin crack pipe again. There's this kind of like, no, 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 but I need it for five more. No, no, no. It's just like, whoa, like what is that all about? Like, can't you just hand it over?
0: Yeah. So for me, that's often the best piece of evidence we have that excessive amounts of technology and social media are not good for our children to the point that they can so easily become addictive or feel absolutely absorbing in that moment. If you compare how a child reacts when you, say, when you say, put down the Lego or a puzzle, okay, compared to how they react when you say, put down the phone, okay, exactly what you're talking about here, Jane, that for me is problematic. You shouldn't have that kind of reaction. And so, It's unrealistic for you and I to sit here and say that we should imagine our children having zero access to technology or social media because that's just not the world we live in. And I I don't think personally it's healthy to have a zero tolerance approach to something. Uh, You need to learn how to, to manage it in your life and work around it in your life. But smaller doses of it clearer rules around it, more monitoring of it uh, is very, very important.
1: We went to the beach a few weekends ago and we do life alongside another family. who have also got a 10 year old son. So the same age as my son and we've grown up all the way through from being pregnant together. And uh, before we left for the beach, uh, I phoned my bestie and I said, okay, listen, this is where we're at. We're considering no phones this weekend that we actually lock the phones in the safe Otherwise, we go to the beach and all these kids do is chase the rainbow from the moment they get up. When is phone time? When can I have phone time? You said it was 20 minutes. Why is it only 15? I just, I didn't feel like negotiating. What was so surprising was their reaction. I thought it would be a whole lot of bit, why, but da, 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 da. It was like, yeah, um, we're going to the beach. We don't need our phones. And they didn't miss it. Let me say, though, coming home on Sunday evening, they were ready and ready and ready But I was unbelievably amazed how they knew it wasn't the right time and right space to take the phone. And they were okay with that.
0: Yeah. And I think that's just such a wonderful tip to give to all of us adults and kids out there, create days in your life, create weekends in your life, Uh, create evenings in your life where you actually say, I'm putting this phone in the drawer. I'm closing it and I'm not going to engage with it because We're all guilty of it. And it goes back to the the, the first points we made in this conversation that as adults, we're clearly struggling with this. The amount of couples, myself, okay, when I go out to a restaurant or when I'm standing and waiting for something, I can't help but just go on and do this sort of like little routine of all my little apps and things on my phone. And I'm missing out on the world. I was away this weekend and I became so conscious of that that I, when I put down my phone and I looked up and I started watching people again, I started watching the world and I realized that there've been so many moments over the last couple of years that I've, I've just missed because I've been so absorbed into my screen and I, and I thought to myself, that's, that's such a shame, actually.
1: It's certainly something that we, we're all guilty of. I mean, remember pre-cell phones when you'd stand in a queue and you'd actually like talk to people.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> How bizarre. <laughs>
0: Well, I think, if, you know, as a, as a sort of closing tip, uh, because I think many of us are conscious of this, but it's sometimes hard to know how to, to practically action it in our lives. If your kids are starting to hit that preteen and teen stage and, and people around them are engaging more on social media via technology, have conversations with your kids about this. Read books with them. Watch movies about social media, explain it to them, how the science of this works, how this can lead to more stress and anxiety in your life. My experience is that when you map this out for kids and you show them how this works, they get it and they can then appreciate it far more than if we just sort of saying no or not having those conversations. It's kind of like the new birds and the bees talk you've got to sit down with your kids and regularly give them information that comes from you, that comes from a place of care and wisdom as opposed to kind of just letting them go on to that space, unstructured free and wild. Oh my gosh.
1: Speaking about the birds and the bees. Okay. Let's see our next podcast on that because I was out at a dinner party and one of the moms said to me like, have you had the birds and the bees talk with your oldest? And I was like, no, he's 10. (laughs) She's like, oh, my gosh, you're late. I'm like, what do you mean I'm late? I mean, how can I be late? It's like, what, what? I don't even know where to begin with this conversation. So if we could pick this up on our next
0: one, I would be very thrilled if
1: you could yeah, give me some Stay tuned
0: ideas. for the Kindness Can, <laughs> Birds and the Bees.
1: <laughs> oh, so much uh, love to you, Paul. chat so soon. And, of course, so if you soon. want to connect with us, um, you can drop us an email, info at kindnesscan.co.za. We love, treasure, and adore you until we connect next time.